who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Hey, it's Mae Whitman, and I play Frankie in the new Realm podcast, The Sisters. The Sisters is about a museum curator of medical oddities who investigates the origins of a mutated skeleton with two layers of bones. Soon, she uncovers an extraordinary mystery that connects her present with one family's tragic past in hauntingly dangerous ways. Listen to The Sisters wherever you get your podcasts. I like that you say that you book dates like a real comedian. I know. I, I was just saying that stuck out. She books, y'all. She books. Uh, Booked busy. It's so less. funny because <laughs> you are not the first person to point that out. And I was like, wait, what am I doing then? Like, when you go on your dates with your significant others, what do you call it? I, I don't go on dates, I just get married. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> I'm diking out, you're diking out. Let's dive out together, see what it's all about. Diving out, diving out, diving out, diving out. Hi, and welcome to Diking Out, a podcast whose DMs are open, hosted by two dykes whose DMs are not open, at least not in the sexy way. I'm Carolyn Bergier. I'm Melody Kamali. And today we are diking out with comedian Alicia Brown about dating. How exciting. But first, coffee. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> do you think I'd be one of those people with a mug that says, but first coffee? <laughs> don't talk to me till I've had my coffee. Yeah, I'm not. I have a mug that says, don't talk to me until I've had my orgasm. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> my friend Rena Com sells them, a comedian. That's her merch. Follow at Rena Com. <laughs> Love it. That's very funny and very um, brand for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Past guest of the podcast, Rachel McCartney, has this super funny tweet, and it makes me laugh every time I think about it, but it's very dark, which is usually what makes me laugh. Mm -hmm. uh, it says, before coffee, I want to die. After coffee, all right, let's buy the rope. <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw that one. <laughs> that is like my sense of humor encapsulated in one tweet. For anybody who's... All her jokes. Yeah, for anybody who's seen me on stage, that might make more sense, but... I can't stop being very dark. I just, 
I don't know, my Aunt Kathy tuned into one of my Zoom shows uh, once and never again. I think she didn't appreciate me joking about my grandma's Alzheimer's uh, (laughs) (laughs) and her death. It just wasn't hitting her funny bone to each Mm. their own Aunt Kathy. Her hair is bright. Her jokes are dark. Yes, that's my tagline. I'll put that on a mug. Hey! Speaking of mugs, we've got merch on Etsy, and we have some new merch that we'll be adding, which used to only be on our Patreon. So anybody who signed up for our Patreon in the month of July, you will still get this if this was the tier you signed up for. And that is our Diking Out enamel pin it's a cute little pin with our logo it's great a lot of people have wanted to buy it outside of patreon so now it's going to be on etsy and no longer on patreon we'll have a little diking out merch pack on etsy as well with like the pin and stickers we just got a new uh, shipment of our temporary tattoos which are a lot of fun stick them on someone who you think might be gay uh, when they're not paying attention <laughs> that's a stick fun them game. on a homophobe yeah put them on people at church you know just let <laughs> spread the dyke energy that's item number four on the gay agenda yeah just put it on a confederate statue we also have asked me about my gay agenda shirts and asked me about my bisexual agenda and asked me about my lesbian agenda instead like we announced last week we are redoing our patreon tiers to have some different stuff on there so there are going to be different tiers like ad free episodes which we'll get to in a bit and Things like you'll be able to come to all of our virtual and live shows for free with an RSVP at like the higher tiers. At the highest tier, if you're there for a, a couple of months, we'll pimp you out on the podcast. If you're single and you're you're looking to mingle and you want an audience full of queers who are thirsty, so thirsty. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We will, you know, we'll put a picture of you up on our Instagram. You can pick your best one. We will talk you up. Tell us a little bit about yourself. And we will, I I used to work in sales. You know, I can really talk you up. I think I could do it. I'm I'm a good wing woman. So I don't know about you, Melody. Are you a good wing woman? Oh, the best. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. That's great. (laughs) Nothing to back. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm trying to remember life before quarantine. But if I can remember correctly, yeah, I used to be good at that. The only problem, I shouldn't really say that that I'm a great wing woman because I end up marrying the people that I say I'll wing woman for. <laughs> really? Yeah. My ex-wife and I were like, we're each other's wing women. And like we would oh. go out and we would try to like set each other up with other people because we were just friends. And then when Cecilia was getting divorced before anything happened between us, I was like, this is great. We can go out and I'll be your wing woman because I had said I had no interest in dating anybody at the time. And she was like, I can't wait to date all the people. I'm like, great. I will go out there and help you and connect you. And then I married her so hard. That's so funny because I, yeah, that's redacted. What I said about being a good wing woman, that used to be my flirting technique with other queer girls that I had a crush on. I'm like, let's go out and find some girls. Really, I was just focused on that one girl. It's a great strategy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It works. It works. Yeah. So we won't do that. (laughs) 
<laughs> to you. Especially if you're like not being a good wing woman when you're out and then they're being a great wing woman because they think it's a two-way street and then maybe they get jealous because all these other ladies are talking to you and then you sneak in and be like, you know, they're just not as great as you. That's a move. Slick. We're going to get more moves in the episode from our guest who's the slickest person. So smooth. Do not take advice from me on how to pick up women. That is why we brought in an expert. Yeah, an expert. we're so out of practice, but we've got a dating professional coming up soon. <laughs> in just a bit. Oh, man. So, yeah. Go to patreon.com slash out to check out the new tiers. And again, if you're already a patron, one, thank you so much. You are the best. And nothing is going to change for you. You can stay at the current level you're at. Nothing will happen. But for people who join moving forward, it's going to be a little bit different. And then you can move to a new tier if you want to do that as well. Also, thank you so much to everybody who went in and rated and reviewed us on iTunes. We noticed uh, a couple hundred of you, I think, went and did that. And that is so important. Also, subscribe if you haven't. I know I'm asking so much of you all, but subscribe on Apple Podcasts because that figures into the charts. Sometimes when advertisers are looking, where do we put our ad money? They go to things like Apple Charts. That's why it's important. It also helps people find our podcast and the more listeners we have, more advertisers, you know, it's all, it's an ecosystem of capitalism that we just can't escape. But, you know, we're so thankful for all of our patrons and that's how most independent creators make their money and sustain their their podcasts and that's why we had to make the change to the levels because right now it's just not sustainable given the amount of time we put into everything and the amount of effort and how it doesn't allow us for opportunities to make money elsewhere especially with the economy the way it is right now and because of that again extra thank you to our patrons and people who are allowed to support us if we had even just like $1 from each one of you for every episode you listen to, that would be huge. That would allow us to really take things to the next level and and grow diking out and have different kind of content and better production and get better guests. And I mean, we're already getting great guests, not to, not to knock them. But we yeah. do, we say no to advertisers that we think aren't great fits. We don't want to have advertisers that, that body shame or, or anything like that. Also, if you hear ads on our podcast, uh, I just realized that Spotify and Apple puts ads on our podcast and we don't see any money from that. They get all of that money and that is crazy. So if you're wondering like, wow, how did Diking Out land Goldman Sachs as a, a sponsor? We didn't. That's people profiting off of us on those platforms. So a way to get ad-free episodes is that's why we're creating this tier on Patreon. So you have a place to go and listen. There's an RSS feed that, that you can put into your favorite podcast listening app and hear that all there. That's the last I'm going to say about that right now. It's just a lot going on. We've, we've both had a week yeah. <laughs> of various disappointments, all forms of life. Yeah. It's been ups and downs throughout this quarantine and lately I feel like I'm getting a lot of downward punches and they're just coming from all directions and I I can barely even look at the news anymore because I'm like if I if I look at the news it's rough right now. Yep. It is rough. I haven't even watched the news really this week. Like this is just my own shit I'm dealing with and you know the podcast we've really been taken for a ride by some 
potential opportunities that ended up being just disappointing, insulting, and, insulting and rude, rude from certain media behemoths. We'll say yes. Trying Monsters. to take advantage of diking out and profit off of us without giving us a cent. Anything. Yeah. With, with actually, we would have lost money with what was being proposed to us. And it was like a, a scam, but coming from a, a reputable company. And, and these are the problems with capitalism. And now fascism is on, is on the rise more than ever. Uh, yeah. You know, there there's like, quote unquote, secret police in Portland, oh uh, federal agents arresting people for non-federal crimes. And that news I did read. Yeah. Terrifying. What the hell? Like, and, but but also not a surprise based on everything. This is what happened. This is how democracies fall. It's little by little. It's not just like one day all of a sudden, you know, you're having to show your idea at military checkpoints throughout the country. No, this is like normalizing federal law enforcement presence in, in cities targeting people, not people standing with giant fucking guns and army fatigues who aren't in the army. Those people are fine or not stopping the people who, who are marching saying more police and, carrying confederate flags they're they're allowed but it's a disgrace and it's so stressful and then on top of that it's just sad news i mean john lewis had cancer and those of you who don't know who john lewis is if you're international that's the only excuse yeah he is a civil rights activist he marched on selma with Martin Luther King Jr. He was my congressional rep when I lived in Atlanta. He was in Congress for 33 years, I believe. And he passed away from cancer, which I think was announced earlier in at the beginning of 2020. Mm-hmm. And just a, a great person. And it's it's sad to see good people go like that. And then that's coming off the heels of Naya Rivera, who has officially been declared dead and I know we talked about it last week but man I was still emotional for a while after we last talked about it. <laughs> I had just found out right before we sat down to record last episode so I hadn't fully processed it and I was just kind of like learning about it as we were talking about it and then really yeah. got sad and we watched a lot of Glee clips Realized that Britanna has the same song that Allie and I have. I watched that clip of her singing Songbird to Britney. Um, that is literally mine and Allie's song. So extra emotional and yeah, it's devastating. I used to watch that over and over. I, I just really, I forgot how much that character and... I guess that show, begrudgingly that show, but mostly that character, that character meant to me at that time because it was the first time that I saw somebody represent like some of the stuff that, that I went through in high school. I was a total bitch. No, <laughs> no, yeah, for real. Just so much stuff to be down about, but you know, there's always a rainbow in a storm and let's just focus on that stuff because we have a great episode today but before we get into it we keep teasing alicia out but it's worth it it's worth it people melody what was the gayest thing you did this week Hmm, sat on my girlfriend's face 
I thought we had a rule that that gay sex can't be the gayest thing unless it's something notable like like a mouth uh, queef. Okay, like a mouth queef. I asked Allie what the gayest thing because I was struggling because I I did pick up a freelance gig this last week. I've been working every day through last weekend and yeah, I haven't had much time for anything. Gayness. But I did. It was very brave to sit on her face after gaining 15 pounds in quarantine. I've been very afraid to, and she loves that. <laughs> and I've been kind of resistant. And then we finally went for it, and no one died. <laughs> Anybody can sit on anybody's face. You just need the yeah, right support. You just need the right uh, quads strength yeah. to not put the full weight on the face. I, yeah, like I said, picked up a freelance editing gig. It was my first time working since, you know, BC. March, yeah. <laughs> I was working on a few ads and <laughs> I uh, had to use a lot of like found footage and um, stuff on Getty. And I kept incorporating lesbians into my footage. And I guess there you <laughs> that's go. pretty gay. Making it right? gay. I kept getting notes from the older middle-aged white men who are running point on this from the agency that outsourced this to us. Asking for, you know, in so many words, more heteronormative footage. And I just kept sneaking in lesbian couples. <laughs> it won't make it into the <laughs> final edit, but I did. That was pretty gay of me this week to just make these men in this advertising office in Chicago continue to look at this footage that I'd find off Getty of lesbians at a coffee shop snuggling. <laughs> That is your duty. Also, I think now all of us are just going to scroll through Getty looking for... Oh, my God. Getty is the cheesiest. It's gold. And that applies to their lesbian footage, too. Scroll through Getty if you're feeling low, and it'll make you laugh. I feel like I should license my wedding pictures to Getty because everybody seems to love you them. Should. And I know somebody who did that, and uh, a coworker was, like, looking for pictures of gay gay men and came across her friend and was like did you sell pictures of you and your boyfriend to getty yeah. and he's like mm-hmm so that gets us into my gayest thing this week yeah what was it i had my three-year anniversary congratulations with cecilia so it's my second longest marriage <laughs> and with your current wife with my current wife yes and on this anniversary when when we woke up Cecilia, the first thing she did was grab her phone and play the song that we had our first dance to. Oh my God, what was that song? I Can't Help Falling in Love with You. That's very sweet. But she played the UB40 version, and I reminded her that was not the version we danced to. <laughs> so close. Because I just felt weird having it be UB40. Yeah. I'm like, it needs to sound a little bit more sapphic. And there's this one artist who does a female artist who does an acoustic cover of it or you know just a more gentle lesbian cover mm -hmm. I would say <laughs> of that song and that is what we danced to so she played that first thing and it was very sweet and I'm happy to report by all measures I'm confident this will be not only my longest marriage oh. but my last marriage wow congratulations yeah. again then we are disgusting <laughs> we are so ridiculously in love, and I say that both to brag and to give other people hope. Yeah, cool flex, bro. That it's out there. I just, I couldn't be happier. I would marry her a million times over again, and every day I am just feel so excited to, to have her as my wife. But some people don't have wives, and they're dating. And they're dating. And 
some people have wives and they're also dating <laughs> because it's 2020, baby, and, and all bets are off. Let's get right into it. We are diking out with comedian Alicia Brown about dating. How has this not been claimed as a topic yet? Alicia has been featured by Vulture, and you can currently catch her performing around the world via Zoom. Valid. <laughs> <laughs> Worldwide. What's up, Alicia? How's it going? Can I get like sound effects when I come in? Like, yeah, we'll do that in post. Okay, great. Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit about Alicia, guys. I just, I, I had to have you on in general. Alicia is one of my good friends, mm. but also with dating specifically, I don't know someone who dates as much as you <laughs> and just so successfully as you. Is it successful if I'm actively dating a lot? Does that, you know? Yeah, you're just like <laughs> perpetually dating. Yeah. If we're like- going by numbers... <laughs> Only yes. <laughs> I do got good numbers. No, um, I'm just good at it. I'm fascinated yeah, yeah. because I'm notoriously <laughs> horrible at it. So uh, I can't wait to to learn. But what, why don't you give everybody a little bit of a background about uh, who you are, where you're from. Let's get to know you first a little bit, maybe as you would on a date. As a single person. Yeah, yeah as I would. Yeah, I'm from South Bend, Indiana. What, what? Okay, great. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the right reaction is to that. Yeah. <laughs> Both of you paused and you're like, well, I don't know what to say to this. I was like, I'm going to pretend my internet's out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from South Bend. It sucks. I moved to LA in 2014 after college and started stand up 2016 there and then was like, wow, LA sucks. Mm. And then I moved to New York and just kind of, you know, I feel like I thrived here. I feel like I have like less white friends. And that's honestly what I've been trying to do. Uh, <laughs> and that's the barometer. We- yeah. Um, so it's good. I I mean, what else? I, this is hard. I'm a Leo. Um, <laughs> Important. Cap Moon, Aquarius Rising. I'm 29, almost 30. So I'm only mm-hmm. dating people in my age range now. So if you're 29 and up. Come holler at me. Oh, uh, so you won't date anybody younger? I just enacted this like two weeks ago. I was going to say, (laughs) this seat feels very new. (laughs) Breaking news. We've got a scoop here. Wow. Love a good scoop on the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's going well. So in terms of dating, what do you gravitate more towards in terms of meeting women? Do you like to do it online, organically? Do you ever get set up? Never been really set up. But I have yeah. done a lot of it, all of it. I meet people in real life. I meet people in Hinge, Tinder, Bumble, Lex. What else do we got? LinkedIn. LinkedIn, <laughs> uh, Instagram. Instagram's a dating site. Tinder, Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. Like, I'm just, I'm out here. Anything is a dating site. Anything is a dating Wait. site if you put your mind to it. Wait, I want to talk about Lex specifically. Sure. You, you know why. Lex is a dating app for queer women or people yes correct? i think <laughs> but i just remember it started off before it was a dating app as an instagram account yeah. called personals yeah. where uh, a lot of dykes were posting you know personal ads and it was so retro it was so fun and i later learned you were like one of the first successful couples on yeah <laughs> the personals i was and before we get into the story i just want to quick say the first time anybody ever talked about personals it was a past guest of the podcast Amelia, who was on our woodworking episode, 
And she was talking about making her personal profile. And I really, I was so confused. And I thought that the queer community had gone so retro that there was like some local paper (sighs) that people were writing (laughs) personals in. And I was like, I didn't want to appear stupid or out of the loop. So I just nodded. I was like, oh yeah, those personals. And it wasn't until like months (laughs) later, someone was like, you idiot. Uh, <laughs> nobody's posting no, in the classifieds. No, no idea. Continue. It had a massive following, though. Yeah. The only thing that was like newspaper esque about it was just it, it, it was put in that font. Yeah, like yeah, which was kind of cool. Yeah. Did you write a personals ad, or did your then girlfriend? I wrote one in like January. I went on like a few dates. Yeah, you dated multiple people from personals on Instagram. No. Yeah, I guess I did. Well, no, I don't count it because it was like one date. What is dating? No, um, so <laughs> my ex, I think in April, had posted a personal, and I just kind of was like, oh, she's doing scoop, and just dumped in her DMs, and then like she was, she's in law school. Well, she just graduated. She's at USC, and I think I, she was like studying for her final, so we didn't like actually meet up till like two, three weeks later. And I was like, I never wait for people like that. You know, I'm out here. I just came back from Portland. I had a Portland girl. That was bad. Uh, and I was just like, I was, I was important for like three days and I had like a fake girlfriend. Like, I don't know what's wrong with me. And vacation girlfriend. it was basically, it was a long story. I, I went there to originally meet another girl and then she stood me up. <laughs> I had a show out there. Wow. You're. Yeah, this is getting more and more impressive. You, Carolyn. I know, I know. You didn't have to sell me too hard on this. I was like, <laughs> I, I know who Alicia is, and yes, I would love to hear about her dating just story. extraordinary, like all-encompassing dates. dating life. Yeah. <laughs> so I was in Portland for a second. I was in Portland for like a show, but I really wanted to meet this girl I'd met at Dinah Shore. So when I get there, <laughs> oh my she kind of stands me up and like ghosted and I was like okay that's fine I'll just jump on tinder I book like two dates and this girl goes to my show with me another girl she like goes to my show we go to another a performance artist thing then we hang out the next day from like 10 to 6 because she drops me off at my second date and <laughs> <laughs> but my second date went great too and I liked her but I had to leave the next morning and she thought I was like trying to do a booty call with her because I ended the second date I didn't want to hook up because I was just like I gotta get up at 2 a.m. to go home to fly back to LA and she thinks I'm texting her in like in a booty call way and I didn't understand what she was saying so she deleted our like our story I was posted on her story just like a cute pic deleted it mm. and then like got this attitude I don't know long story short she blocked me on Instagram because she didn't like me and my ex together or something I don't know anyway what I'm <laughs> saying is <laughs> it's not me <laughs> I like that you say that you book dates like a real comedian. I know. I was that, know. that stuck out. I booked. <laughs> she books, y'all. She books. Uh, <laughs> booked busy so bless. funny because <laughs> you are not the first person to point that out. And I was like, wait, what am I doing then? Like, what what do you call dating? Oh, I, I have a date. I booked a date. Like, how do you, you guys, do you guys date? When you go on your dates with your significant others, what do you call it? I, I don't go on dates. I just get married. I just get married. Oh, yeah. over right. That was again. very... Yeah. Yeah. books marriages. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. I, I have one date and then I marry that person and then we get divorced and then I have another date and then I marry that person and try to not get divorced. That's, oh, wow. That's the pattern. Real committed. Yeah. yeah. I just realized I told you guys a story and I didn't even like finish. It's, it's an encompassing like... 
I wish you guys could see my hands. It's all, it's just big. Um, <laughs> we'll take a screen grab. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I met my ex around that time and then on personals and like, we just kind of like took off, you know? I remember looking at the personal success stories, Instagram stories, like highlights, mm-hmm. and you're like the first yeah, faces it on awesome. it. So how long did you guys <laughs> date for? We dated, okay, so when I first met her, I told her, I'm moving to New York, and that was like in April, end of April, and then we dated till all the way to like February, and we broke up when I was in LA for three weeks for her, and we broke up on the second day. Ooh. So I was like, cool here for two and a half more weeks um yeah it was it was a good relationship we're friends now like i'm gonna tell her to listen to this podcast i'm like look i talked about you (laughs) (laughs) no she's she's dope we i think the one thing i like about dating people who are like actually emotionally intelligent is that like we want to be friends so we took space even though we hated each other and now like she's one of my closest friends that's great i know love that Hallmark moment. Don't know much about that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. It's good. Once we're done, we're done for me, but I'm probably not that emotionally intelligent, so <laughs> that's it. Okay, cool. Uh, good to know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can't casually bring up Dinosaur like that. Carolyn, have you been? I've never been. I haven't been, but every year listeners will DM us and say, are you going to Dinosaur? And I'm like, I'm married. I see no reason <laughs> yeah. for me to go to Dinosaur, right? Is Dinosaur not just like looking to well, hook Do you see up? couples there? Like, I just feel like that's where you go to, ready to yeah. hook up as a single or open person. I don't remember much, to be honest, because I drank a lot. Um, <laughs> that's really what it is. It's a swimming pool of lesbians and you all drink and you're like, well, why did I spend my money here? Yeah. It's fine. It's, it's <laughs> fun. Have you only been once? Yeah, and will I go back? Mm, no. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Again, like it's just like I I feel like I'm too old for it now. Mm. Is no it a younger shape. crowd? I don't remember, but maybe younger in spirit. It's just like yeah. I don't know if you need to be young age wise, but you need to have a certain amount of energy. I no longer have. Right. <laughs> like I go to bed now at like. 1am as opposed to like two, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So right now you're single and you're dating. What are you looking for ultimately right now? Who are you targeting? Who are you booking? Who am I booking? Honestly, the biggest thing I ever like I want from a relationship is communication. So if I have good communication and I can feel safe with that person and secure, I'm set. So this girl I'm talking to now, shout out, um, I wonder if she wants me to say her name. Um, not going to say her name. I'm going to call her. So I asked her a question of like, oh, what would your aim, what was your aim name back in the day? And, or what would it be? So I'm just going to call her T-Baby28. That's who she is. So she knows. That was her aim screen name? It, yes. <laughs> or it was made up. We don't know. She's 29 and it's just good communication. And we met at a Zoom show. So. Whoa, you really are just... I'm telling you. Anything with a Wi-Fi connection, you will find the lesbian on the other end of it. What is that? You find so many creative ways to end up with a date out of it. It's so crazy. And listeners, you'll look her up. You'll see Alicia is one of my more attractive friends. (laughs) So 
Yeah, she looks like oh. a model. So oh, yeah, it's you. actually insane. Stop. No, keep going. So wait, someone was in the Zoom audience muted. Okay. <laughs> like and just watching you. Yeah. And you singled out their little square of a face. Kind of. So this is what happened. Um, she had followed me on Instagram a while ago, like February, and I was like, "Who is this girl?" Whatever. I followed back. She was hot, and. I had posted something about like, oh, how should I have my room? And she responded to it, bigger mirror. And I was like, who the fuck is this bitch telling me to get a bigger mirror? What the fuck? <laughs> and then I saw her at the show. I was like, oh, it's this girl. Oh, she's hot. And I was like, you know what? Let me let me uh, call her out on it. And we bantered. And um, it was kind of hot. I was like, okay. Because uh, I was like, oh, are you single? And she was like, all right, host, how much time does she have? <laughs> ah, like, she tried to cut your set. Yep. And I was like, <laughs> ooh, she's good. Uh, <laughs> so I well, um, Look at that. Zoom where it's notoriously hard to interact with the audience, but you have so much game and charm that you're able to, <laughs> Listen, to crowd work so a future date. <laughs> it's a curse. Uh <laughs> Um, but yeah, slid in her DMs and then we FaceTimed that night for like three hours. That's another thing. You're FaceTiming in quarantine. I feel like quarantine hasn't stopped down the volume of dates you've been getting. Just, you know, changed the way in which you conduct these dates. I I, I took a break. Uh, I did get stood up in quarantine. So shots. Oh, I remember texting with you that night. Yeah, (laughs) it's fine. Um, we had the same birthday, so that's why I think I was like, would I do this? Probably. No. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) These fucking Leos. Yeah. (laughs) I think I just was like more attracted to the idea of dating someone who had the same birthday as me. And I'm like, I got to make this day about them too. No. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I realized that like, I just wanted to like focus on myself in quarantine because that's what people are doing. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to get Corona for only so long. Now I'm like, I'm tired of focusing on me. I need, to get laid no um i haven't don't worry i'm still i'm staying safe what what's the (laughs) longest that you have been single without going on a date fuck (laughs) um let me grab my calendar Uh, (laughs) honestly maybe without like talking to anybody i would say maybe two months Okay. Fuck, yeah, maybe maybe two months. Okay, that's a good... Damn, that makes me think. I feel like I'm a drug addict. I'm just like... Did that take, like, a lot of effort? Were you like, I am taking this time to focus on me? A lot of times it was, like, yeah. on purpose, and then the other times it was, like, accidental. I was like, oh, well... Yeah, like, I'll stop dating for, like, a week or two, and I was like, I just gotta focus on me, and then I, like, meet someone, and I'm like, oh, I can focus on me after, you know? <laughs> what is your favorite and least favorite way of meeting people? My favorite is in person. Because then I can tell how attracted I am to them. <laughs> because it's like, I can't tell in pictures. Like, you you have, like, I, I can sense a chemistry with somebody. You know, yeah. like, when you just, like, first meet them. And I'm like, hey, what's up? You know, I do that kind of like, oh, what's your name? You know, like. Yeah. A little nod. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You're very smooth. Yeah. I don't know how. I think I'm just awkward. That's so funny. Just knowing you, you, you can be so awkward yet so smooth. Wait, you think I'm awkward? Courting. Whoa, hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can be. <laughs> um, I I went on a date with this girl once and she was like, oh, I think I thought you were flirting with me. And I was like, when? She's like, oh, like when you're like, oh, are we dancing now? And it's funny. That's how she like said it back to me. But really what I said was like, oh. Are, oh, are we are we dancing now? Like I said it <laughs> that way, and she read it as, "Oh, we're dancing now." I'm like, "No, no, no, no." That was that was awkward. I didn't know what else to say. 
just, I just have a good voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my least favorite way of meeting somebody is on the apps because, again, I can't tell how attractive I am to them. Yeah. That's so funny that a lot of people be like, I can't tell how attractive they really are. But you're like, I can't tell how attractive I am to this person. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) But I get it, too. I felt like I was always conning someone when I was on dating apps because I obviously will post the better pictures of me. But that's uh, not how you always look. And I just always felt like I was tricking people into dates with me. Wow. So I get that. (laughs) Now I am. I've tricked okay. someone into staying with me for four years. So. Wow. <laughs> I want to do that. So when you talk about meeting people in person, are you primarily meeting them in queer spaces? Or now, I after everything you've told us, I'm imagining you at the post office just having <laughs> a meet cute or at the DMV, like just wherever yeah. you are, you find it. It's funny you say that because I actually, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> you had me. You had me. Yeah. <laughs> I was at the Department of Labor. <laughs> yes and no. I'm trying to think. This last girl, now we're just like really good friends. Met her at a show. It was my friend's friend. And she like wasn't. She's like, I don't know if I like girls or not. I was like, mm, okay. You know, like. Like every girl in Brooklyn? Yeah. Basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> meeting girls in Brooklyn. Yeah. I guess it depends. It's like I can sense them out. Yeah. I have a, I thought I had a bad gaydar, but I can just like flirt with somebody and they like me. So not on purpose. I, that sounds, it makes me sound like I'm like a player, but I'm really not. You're not a player. You just crush a lot. (laughs) (laughs) When Melody says that she's been with someone for four years and you're like, oh, I wish I could have that. Is that you're looking for someone to settle down with? I'm looking for a long-term partner. Yeah. Yeah. I want, I read a lot of self-help books or like shit like I read bell hooks all about love one of my favorite books and I I think I try to like practice things like I don't want to just settle with somebody I'm just like okay with I I want to be with someone like I choose to love and build a foundation and partnership with so I think me dating a lot is really just me really just searching for that and I came a long way like I used to just be so insecure and not communicative and like passive aggressive and honestly just settling with people that I that felt like they liked me as opposed to really just honing in and loving myself and then finding someone who can, who's my plus one, not my like half. Love that. I love that. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For me, it's important to, I mean, this sounds so like devastating, but like, yeah, you know, we have such a short amount of time in this world and like, I want to spend it with someone who is ready to like commit to me too, you know? Wow. Am I a doctor? Wow. <laughs> Dropping gems. Well, you know, you said your astrological signs right up top. How important is that when you're dating? It depends. Not so. I want to say like I've had bad things with like Pisces. Like when I went to Portland and I had three <laughs> girls, they were all Pisces. Wow. And <laughs> my exes like Scorpio or I want to know, you know, you match with someone on Hinge, are you asking them their sign or like how fast does that come up in my mind with queer dating I've been out of the game for a while so I don't know it feels like it's becoming more and more prevalent (laughs) it depends um I had someone who wanted my sign I told them I was a Leo and then they immediately unmatched me (laughs) wow I think that's crazy I think and those same people are complaining about how they can't find anyone well if you're excluding people based on birthdays you're you're gonna be 
Like that was my sun sign. That's not even my rising, my like moon. Like you, you don't know the full me. You just know <laughs> one part. You're just gonna go with someone's chart that you don't even know is true. Maybe, maybe your mom was just on so many drugs and didn't know what time it was. Or you were adopted. Or, yeah. yeah. I have a theory. You might have been adopted or switched at birth. And who knows it's, if it's accurate, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or you could have been like premature. Does that? Sh- sure. Right. Like it really should have been <laughs> yeah. into a different. I don't know. That's just, I <laughs> I don't think people like I think it's okay maybe if you've had bad luck with with one sign to be cautious but to write people off and think that their sign is bigger than they are as an individual seems insane. That's Yeah. 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 So signs I love using costar or like not really love but I think it's fun to like fantasize that but I mean I matched with somebody who we had all are like she's my friend it's weird we She's straight, but you know, um, <laughs> and we matched all of like on co-star, but like, we're never going to be in a relationship. She's like a really good friend. Like when I, you know what I mean? I don't know. It's all compatible matched with someone that has a whole bunch. We're like all smiley faces. And then I hate this person. <laughs> so basically fuck co-star. Yeah. Allie and I are just really not compatible with astrologically yeah I mean Melody and I are the same sign and I like my most toxic relationship I had was with a Gemini and I would be (laughs) hesitant to be with with a Gemini I mean that's what Allie is now I'm not because I'm married but I get it (laughs) Ooh, that's my goal I think to date every single person like Gemini Aquarius uh I just want to date yeah a leo like it sounds like you had to have just by sheer numbers honestly yeah. i should go back, go back and, just, and check yeah <laughs> yeah you'll have your own version of the l word chart but it will be the chart for these times is the astrological dating <laughs> chart and see how that all comes together i love that honestly i i think i'm going to should we just like do this now like yeah no, I mean, like, just <laughs> work on call this, them up. Yeah. Let's get their their birth times <laughs> live on this pod. Hey, do you know what time is? <laughs> you do need to keep a date book though cuz you date so frequently. I feel like that was a very 90s thing, but for you, I mean, especially with your astrological contact tracing, definitely get one. But <laughs> I just feel like it could help you be more organized. Sometimes we'll be in a group setting and Alicia will look at her phone for like an extended amount of time and we'll be like, oh, I think she's heading out on a date. Like, you'll yeah. just kind of back away from the hang. <laughs> I'm trying to think, when did I, I kind of did that Saturday. I did Bitch, you left time. a protest. Wait. Oh. I was, uh, we were at the end. <laughs> I know. Don't say this on. <laughs> I know. <laughs> They're like, oh, she left a protest for a date. Wow. Does Black Lives Matter for her? No, like, no, no, no. Black, black I swear. Person, you can leave a protest anytime for a date and uh, celebrate black joy fun. and we'll stay there. Yeah. We. <laughs> funny this girl i was telling her i was like yeah you know i honestly think all girls are on the spectrum and she's like no and she thought i meant the autism spectrum and (laughs) that's what i thought when you first said that and i was like well this is about to get controversial (laughs) i like i i didn't strike you for a a problematic person but what do you have (laughs) i meant like the kenzie scale like yes yes that's okay cool 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 
<laughs> I get that now. I think because again, everyone is being comedians. Uh, there's a lot of spectrum talk, but in the autism sense. Yeah. Oh right, in the community. Yeah. That's a whole thing. That's a Don't whole cancel thing. Alicia Brown. Do not cancel. <laughs> no, her. no, never. Yeah. Women are naturally so much more more fluid. I mean, I think men would be too if there wasn't as much social stigma. And like toxic masculinity for sure. Yeah. I think if yeah. men were able to like experiment with their gender, we'd yeah. probably have less angry white men. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, a million percent. AKA, like the senators and stuff. We do get so many questions from our listeners on literally just how do you date? How do you meet girls or people? Yeah, it, it's so hard for so many people and you seem to have mastered it. What are you willing to share your secret? Yeah, I don't have one. Um, <laughs> I think it's a confidence it's, thing. That's what it is. It's really just confidence. Like you have to really like know your own self-worth. You know you're attractive. You know you can get whoever you want. Okay. That doesn't sound like, but like, you know what I mean? Like (laughs) you see somebody, you talk to them. They like you. They don't. It's fine. Move on. You got somebody else. You know, I think that's the thing. I realized that nobody is mine. You know, we are not possessions. Like, so Mm -hmm. treating that as so is very, what's the word relieving. Like, Oh, I can just jump onto somebody else. Like, it's fine. Like this, this thing didn't work out. It's cool. I got somebody else. Like, thank you. (laughs) But yeah, like I, I think it's more of the, confidence and like really just like believing in yourself that sounds so like believe in yourself (laughs) no it's true though I I definitely sense that I mean if I look back on my life and all the people I know who seem to be able to date a lot of people and so much of it came from them being confident it didn't matter what their face looked like what their body looked like but as long as they were sure of like who they were and they respected themselves and loved themselves yeah that always took them so far because that will shine it's hot shine through yeah yeah it is it's a lot of work though too because really you have to work on you first I think and I hate like to be the like it's true. Well, fake it till you make it is, you know, that too real and it helps. But like, you also do have to do the work for a long term. Yeah. Results. Therapy, if you can afford it. There are definitely like Ugh. resources I had to use because I was like, this is expensive. Yes. You know? But <laughs> that helped me so much with my own self-confidence. Speaking of expensive dating, so many dates. Oh, I mean, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. When, <laughs> when I think about like the beginning of my relationship with my wife now, that was a very expensive couple of months. We were just going oh, yeah. out and eating out at restaurants and going to see shows and, you know, just doing all this stuff together, taking lots of trips. Uh, is, is that like a consideration? Like if, if you match with someone and you're like, are they worth the money and time that this is going to take? Depends how I feel. Yeah. Um, I'm like, oh, let me show out and buy their two drinks. And I expect them to like get me back. One time I went on a date with this girl and I was like, I don't want to see her again, but I just spent $60 and I want some of that back. And (laughs) I only like reached out. So I was like, Hey, you want to like, so basically she's like, Oh, I'll get you next time. I'm like, damn, like I'm never going to get that next time. (laughs) (laughs) But investment it is, but it depends on the person. Like it's all experience. Like money is fluid. Like I am fortunate to be in a position where like I do make an income. So I'm not like, 
technically worried, but yeah, I would like to not be in debt. It's just bullshit, <laughs> you know, but like this girl I'm seeing now, T-Baby28. Um. <laughs> Wait, can I pause and, and ask if it's like the letter T or is she like a loose leaf T head? Because it's ah. very lesbian. <laughs> I, I'm picturing she's got like all her, her loose leaf teas and mason oh, jars funny. that are labeled. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I don't even know if she drinks tea. This is a good question. I'm going to have to ask her. Um, it's just a regular tea because okay. uh, her name starts with a T. I got it. Because <laughs> her name is Beep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can we do that? Her name is <laughs> Um She lives in L.A. right now. Um, but she's like in Dallas right now with her mom for a date. I was like, let's just actually plan a date date. So for this date, I sent her and her mom Thai food and I sent mm-hmm. her like some books too. But I just, I don't know. I just did it. Cause I was like, Oh, I like her. It's a fun date. Yeah. And then we ended up talking from like 6 PM to 2 AM. So I think <sighs> that was a great date. That's an expense I wanted to do. Right. Yeah. If I go out to bars, like if, if that ever happens again, I'll buy one round, they'll buy the next round. Yeah. You know, like that kind of thing makes me feel like, oh, you'll get the next one, right? Or no, no, it's fine. Like I, if I like them enough, I'll probably buy the second round. Mm-hmm. But it's expensive. So I'm trying to be cheap. That's why I kind of stopped dating because I wanted to also save money. <laughs> <laughs> it is expensive, especially when you're like really into someone and just seeing them a lot at first. I feel like I remember being relieved when Allie eventually, not relieved that she moved to New York, but we were moving to a long distance <laughs> relationship because the flights add up, but it still felt like I was saving money and not. Oh, sure. Go going crazy every night yeah Yeah. so basically get a credit card (laughs) (laughs) do you do a lot of long distance dating no okay (laughs) I told myself after me and my ex I mean I had I was fine with it but it was just annoying because I am a my love language is our quality time and physical touch Mm -hmm. so having the long having our half a relationship be long distance was like horrible um, but also I was, I just moved to New York. So I was like not really feeling the effects of that. But this girl just happened to be like not live in New York. Cause otherwise I would not have like gone out for it, but I don't know. It was, it, I just felt a chemistry there. So sure. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm not tied to anything, you know, like again, like I feel more self preserved that like, even if it doesn't, doesn't work out, I'm not going to be devastated. Sorry, T-Baby 28. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, who's ready for a true story? When I entered my MFA program this fall, I knew I was going to have so little time for cooking. So I wanted a solution that would let me have tasty, healthy meals in a flash so that after class, I could still have time and energy to be gay. So I signed up for Factor, which ships you ready to eat meals that are chef created and dietitian approved. They're fresh, never frozen, so all you have to do is stick them in the microwave for two minutes, and then they're nice and done. Um, The weekly menu has over 35 options. The salmon entrees are always my personal favorite, but they have um, a lot of things you can choose from, options for different dietary needs like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. They also have add-ons for when you don't need an entire meal. Um, I tried some good cookies and some jerky. Uh, No prep, no mess, and And when I looked into it financially, which was one of my main concerns, it was actually less expensive than uh, takeout and honestly really close to the cost of buying ingredients at the grocery store down my block in New York City. Uh, And then I saved a lot of time. So to me, it was definitely worth it. 
Did I mention that the meals are also really delicious? Like I've yet to try one that I didn't like. So if that sounds good to you, I think you should give it a try too. Head to factormeals.com slash dykingout50 and use code dykingout50 to get 50% off. That's code dykingout50 at factormeals.com slash dykingout50 to get 50% off. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. I just, I wonder how you pick up on chemistry in these quarantine zoom or facetime dates is it like certain facial expressions or i feel like i actually if you're vibing with someone you're vibing and you can tell yeah but it just seems like harder to tell now with her what it was was when she was like oh right how many how much time does she have like to the house like and i was like <laughs> oh this is hot this is and i just felt it and the Bam fact that she it. was like willing to just jump on a facetime with me literally just meeting me at a like at a show no like so i was like okay there's definitely some sort of like we'll see yeah. what happens you know but also this is two weeks so <laughs> we'll see yeah do you think that like you're gonna adopt any of your quarantine dating style into regular times if and when that comes back are you gonna be like hey why don't we like hop on facetime and see if it's worth it now you just because no. you like the Real. Yeah. I like realness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so in dating, a lot of people will say, oh, I'm talking to this person versus I'm dating this person versus I'm in a relationship with this person and I'm hanging out. Yeah. And I feel like those conversations can be tricky and people handle them in different ways. Like some people just assume that they've moved from one stage to another. How do you define those? All right. So this is where I am not an expert in. No, um, talking versus and dating to me are kind of the same, right? Talking, I think is like the first, like, oh, I'm talking. We haven't met up yet. Yeah. Dating is like, we went on a few dates. 
it's not nothing's like exclusive and then like relationships when you both have defined i'm exclusive with you and not dating anyone else right yeah i always seem to be in the talking slash dating phase i never really get to the like we're in a relationship or i don't think i've ever had the like need to or i have people where i like felt like i could be but then they just didn't feel the same way and uh um (laughs) every person that i've had a significant relationship with has started out as either a a friendship or they were a co-worker so i already knew them so it was kind of like when we started dating it would have felt weird for me to be like not exclusive Interesting. Like, because, yeah, because if it's someone that you're close friends with and you take the step of like, let's be more than friends, it's weird then, though, to also be dating around. Like, I remember an opportunity presented itself to me with with my ex, and we had been pretty good friends for maybe two years. And then when I asked her out and we crossed the line and then we never had a talk about being exclusive or anything. A few weeks later, I'm out. There was someone who I probably could have made a move with and I was drinking enough that I was like, huh. And then I'm like, wait a minute, Mm -hmm. would this be bad? Would this get me in trouble? Would this ruin things? Like, I guess I won't do it. That's complicated. I've never been, I've never dated friends. Like yeah. anybody I've never, I know it's all new people. So that's new territory for me. Mm. If you can give me advice on that, uh, that would be <laughs> great. Just, we'll just talk after. Yeah. I just err on the safe, on the safe side and, and don't do anything. I'm just, like, <laughs> that can wait. Yeah. But I think <laughs> what is important is having these conversations like forefront. So right. I make a habit of saying, what are you looking for? Right. Yes. Monogamous or open relationship. Just right off the bat. Yeah. Cause it's like, I don't want to waste their time or my time, mm-hmm. you know, being honest and transparent. If I can be honest and transparent with this person right off the bat, then I know that it's going to be a good communication, like type of relationship or dating wise. Yeah. And, you know, and I find myself sometimes scared to ask those hard questions because I'm afraid of what the response is going to be. But then you realize what you're afraid of is going to help you out longer in the long run. Right. Oh, for sure. So if I ask this person yeah. straight up, do you want to be in a relationship? And they're like, I don't know. Like, I, maybe, maybe not. You're like, okay, I need, I want to be, so it seems like you're not interested. So I'm going to have to like peace be with you, you know? (laughs) So yeah, I think for that situation, if you had like told your friend, like your new, your new friend, (laughs) Hey, I like you. We're dating. Is this exclusive? What's happening? And then they said, yes. Then you'd probably, you didn't make out with that person. Good for you. Yeah. (laughs) So what ended up happening? Now I'm curious, like, you just didn't make it. Were you guys exclusive? Did you talk about that? We never really talked about it with with my ex. We just were together long enough. And then once we said, I love you for the first time, then it was like, well, now I know for, for sure that that's what the case is. And then yeah. with, with my wife now, that was a little bit more complicated. And we, we were coworkers and... She told me point blank, maybe, I don't know, a month into to us dating that she wanted to be exclusive. See, now that is communication. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. I'm applauding you guys. That's what I want. <laughs> now you're going to have a baby. 
Yes, <laughs> I hope so. Allie and I hooked up for a summer before she leading up to her moving to New York, and we're both too afraid to talk about being exclusive. Literally until the afternoon or the day she moved to New York, we were like lying on my bed, and she was like, "The U-Haul was coming. Her <laughs> friend was coming up. She was moving with." <laughs> and she like was like, "Okay, so what are we doing?" I was like, "Right so in funny. like the minutes before she moved away from Chicago." And you were just like, we're doing it. Yeah. (laughs) But now look at you. I want to know about the worst date you've ever been on. Yes. It's hard because I ask these to my dates too. Um, These are the questions (laughs) I ask them. Uh, (laughs) This is actually a thruple date right now. It's not a pod (laughs) we trick. We're on a date. Yeah. (laughs) My dates aren't bad because I think as women, it's like we're not like men. So we're not creepy. We're not inherently bad. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, the worst date I had once was, like, this girl. We talked, like, a lot. Like, texting, we kind of talked a bit. Like, this is when I lived in L.A. Met her on the date. And she's, like, did not really look like, you know, her photo, which was fine. I was, like, huh, okay. And she just didn't talk at all, really. Mm. I had to talk about myself the whole time. And I was, like, I love doing this, typically. <laughs> but this was a lot. You know, it would <laughs> pause for a second. Like, I had to, like, keep it going. And then as soon as it ended, I oh, I had another date after that. But as soon as it ended, (laughs) we never spoke again. And then I had this date where I I checked in on the date. I was like, hey, like, how are you feeling about this? And she got real weirded out about it. Like mid-date? Yeah. Well, because I was just like... Yeah, how are you feeling? Like just doing an overall check-in. Some people I like it. Some people the don't. communication yes. skills on this. This is one. very impressive. I would <laughs> I'd love a check-in. And that's hot too. Yeah. Cause that's confidence. Mm, some people do not think that. I've asked two people a check-in, they were like this weird. And I was like, okay. Okay. And this girl did not <laughs> like it. And also she kissed really bad. Sorry <gasps> to this girl. And but then I'm like, is it me or is it them? Like you can't tell. Anyway. Um <laughs> But yeah, so those are more or less my bad ones, like where I I typically have good dates. I'm it's like because you know when you do comedy, it's like you even if you bomb, you know it's a good show. Like you went out there, like yeah. I think for that it was just like oh, I mean I didn't didn't feel any type of way. It wasn't like my best show, my best date, but <laughs> I went home, I got paid. <laughs> drinks. My dates are just it's if it's communication or like a chemistry thing. Yeah, because yeah. As a lesbian, I don't know if you guys have noticed, it's hard to really tell if I like this person or if I just want to fuck them. Like, are we friends or do we want to fuck? Do you guys have that or is that just me? Oh, yeah. <sighs> okay. Literally, the first night Allie and I slept together, first it was a one-night stand situation, and Allie cornered me at this party after we were talking all night and goes, listen, do you want to keep hanging out? Like everyone was going home. It was late. She's like, we can go back to my place and I, I've got two options. We can either talk all night and be best friends or we can go make out. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. still didn't know where the conversation <laughs> exactly. was headed and she finally had to be like, what is this? Yeah. A or B. <laughs> yeah. It is really hard with dating yeah. women I've experienced. I can't tell. Sometimes it's, I can't tell if I want to be the person or date them. Like, I'm just, mm-hmm. like, really impressed by someone, mm. and I can't tell if I have a friend crush on them or Are you... if I'm, like, interested. I am obsessed with you. <laughs> <laughs> like, Guys, okay. Alicia is so hot. Okay, all right. Chill out. Chill out. No, keep going. Keep going. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. But you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. I, I guess I've had a little bit of 
confusion before, but mostly not. But I will say with, with my ex-wife, it was a situation where I was like, I don't know if I'm forcing this dating thing to happen because I'm confused about being by hanging out so much with this other single lesbian. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And that's like messing with my brain. And then I'm afraid that if she gets in a relationship with someone else, then we won't be hanging out like this. And then what if I don't like that? So I just kind of like made a choice there. It's very complex, especially. Yeah. And it's all blurred. Yeah. Like there isn't a, it's all gray. And uh, there, I was like reading articles about how like platonic intimacy, especially with women, is, is a common thing. So like Definitely. you have that friend that you're like, I think I like them, but really it's just like, you, you, you feel like an intimacy with them, but in a platonic, non-romantic way. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to explain this to my mom recently, trying to figure out, like, if she could tell, when she could tell, she could tell um, <laughs> that I was queer. I was like, and why do you think I was so, you know, obsessed with my friends? And I was trying to explain this phenomenon of, like, platonic female friendship, especially a lot of lesbians or mm-hmm. just queer girls experience when they're younger how you're just so attached and how you start to get really frustrated if they're straight and they start to date boys. It's not that you're like explicitly in love with your best friend, but you're just have this foundation of this personal, like intimate connection. And that gets confused a lot. And I don't know that followed me into my twenties and thirties. What Carolyn, am I wrong? No, no, (laughs) you you are right. (laughs) You are right. It's, it's part of the queer experience that I think that I missed out on and can't relate to because it actually always has been pretty clear for me because I I didn't have crushes on my friends. And my friends were mostly, and, and up until I moved to New York for the most part, overwhelmingly straight and... I saw friends as separate and that's why when people say like, oh, I'm, I'm married to my best friend. For me, there's a big disconnect because I would never say like to me having uh, romantic feelings, like my relationship with my wife, that's not a best mm-hmm. friend relationship to me. That is a romantic partnership and so different than what I want out of a friendship with somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for me, the two have always been, been pretty separate. But I don't think I was in love with my friends. Like, I was just so, like, attached. Attached. In a weird way. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I had a... In, in I know school. some of them listen to guys get over. Like, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, sorry, right sorry, friends of Melody. I didn't mean to. Okay, like, Grace, <laughs> um, <laughs> imply that. Yeah, because I had a friend in high school, and we would call each other. And I realized how gay this is now. And we would sing Selena late at night when all the world. <laughs> okay, that's actually. Is so gay. <laughs> I'm yeah. realizing now, oh, I think I liked her. And we'd send each other notes and shit. Anyway, she dated a dude. She's dead to me now. I'm kidding. I, um, <laughs> my friend from high school, we used to like sit on the phone and do our homework, but not talk to each other. Just listen to each other breathe. And just like have that. the phone there. Yeah. And but like See, so you're doing what I'm talking about. Yeah, I guess you just so. don't realize. <laughs> Maybe I didn't realize it, but yeah, with like this was also the first person I came out to and the per- the friend that I did like witchcraft with. But I always knew that she was super straight and there were never like never weird feelings or never any confusion around what yeah, it same. what it was. But I will say that looking back that that was kind of a gay friendship <laughs> right there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
That's why I always say, like, I watch The Housewives and stuff, and they say it's queer. That's what I'm talking about. Just, yeah. like, a, adult women so fiercely attached to each other mm-hmm. and so much attention given to, like, what the other one thinks of them. Mm-hmm. Like, there's something queer about it that taps into, like, this feeling that I'm still trying to articulate, like, into my 30s. <laughs> but attachment is what I've settled on. Yeah, for. or, like, why I, I reiterate all women are on the spectrum. And not the autism <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I think that that is why a, a lot of women can feel very confused about about their feelings, especially as more women come out. It can be like, oh, am I? Because women are are beautiful, and if you have a friend who's like beautiful and you're vibing with, and they mean a, a lot to you, you might start to think like, wait a minute, am I <laughs> am I gay? You know? Yeah, and we are gay. So, <laughs> oh yeah! I don't know if you guys know that. Uh, I just want to make sure you guys. It's all clicking <laughs> now. <laughs> it's all coming back to me now. My um, wife, this podcast, it all adds up. <laughs> I'm thirty. I'm almost thirty. I'm like, wait, I'm gay. Uh, do you like to be the one who asks out, or do you like to be the asky, or both? I like both. Yeah. I like when the woman takes initiative. I also mm. like just the act of it. Just like. You want to grab drinks sometime? Like, I was supposed to have a couple, a date this week, but I just, like, mentally was just, like, mm, tired. It's fine. Like, I have so many. It's like a raft. Someone who compared my dating, like, you could be, like, drowning on one raft, and you just already have a next one already ready. You know, like, I have my escape plan on all of my dates. <laughs> Yeah, that that I think that's okay when when you're dating. I think that's problematic when you're in a relationship. And I know people who do that, where they'll stay in a bad relationship until that oh, other raft yeah. comes along. Monster. Yep. And then sometimes oh, their no. raft overlap, and I'm like, mm mm mm. Yeah, <laughs> you're doing bad. I had an ex do that to me. Yeah, a raft overlap. Ooh, that's oh, a yeah. coin. We're we're coining that term. <laughs> raft overlap. Just someone on deck. Yeah. When you're going on so many dates with so many women, are you finding that you have a type or is there a lot of variation? I don't know my type anymore. Variation. I just like hot people. That sounds very... (laughs) It's like if I... I, Here's the thing. I find myself not immediately attracted to a lot of people. So when I do, I'm very like interested in exploring that. Mm. Or it's the other way around, like where I'm like... "Mm, I don't know how I felt about them, but then I really like them emotionally and like on a personality level that also can turn me on to them. So it depends. So right now my type is me. (laughs) Do you ever date other comedians or do you like to keep that separate? No, it's funny because it's like I have dated comedians and I said never again. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Just because I think I want to keep work and whatever play I guess separate yeah. and I got that advice from a whole bunch of other comedians like oh I don't take comedians like oh okay cool I should not do that either yeah <laughs> I mean as someone in a long term relationship with a comedian I can tell you too just if you don't have to do it don't do it it's uh, okay are you okay Melody it's uh, a lot blink your eyes if you need help <laughs> nah, I mean you know there are obviously comedians who date each other and get married and, and make it work no and, they're, yeah. they're very happy cons. yeah yeah I mean you're never gonna find someone who understands you on the level that a comedian does and that there's something so great and liberating about that yeah and that's one thing i'm actually really attracted to is women who make me laugh yeah yeah if you can make me laugh 
oof, we're going to have a good time because I'm usually the funniest person I know. So <laughs> if they make me laugh, then I'm like, okay, this, that's my weakness. Like yeah. you, I'm doing full belly laughs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do I sound arrogant or <laughs> like, am I, does no, we, come just, we landed on the word confident, confident. That's right. Yes. That's right. See, I think society made me think that I wasn't, you know, like I could go on a whole, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, that that's true with, I think for women that a lot of times we're told to to tone it down and not speak up for ourselves or it can be what men get called confident for. We get called being full of ourselves or arrogant. Right. And, it, you know, let's dismantle that with you right now. All right. Yes, you're right. You're I am arrogant. confident. You're a confident I is kind. Woman. I is smart. <laughs> <laughs> we don't like that movie no more. Um, no, I can't, bad movie. can't believe it's trending still. Yeah, God, is it still trending? (laughs) I saw on Netflix it was it's moved down from like the number one to to number two. It's still on like popular. I I think that's (laughs) That's why Netflix made the Black Lives Matter collection so that people would not think that that was. Let us help you out. The way to go, yeah. They're like, I have to be like Emma Stone. (laughs) Gotta help them. (laughs) No, are you attracted to Emma Stone? Are you um, dating white girls right now? Uh, Accident. (laughs) <laughs> Wait, I know you said you don't have a type, but do you um, really like? Are you really open to everyone? Like, what I, would you consider yourself um, in lesbian spectrum term? Like, fem, like futch. Stem? Oh, I hate that word. I, know. I am realizing, I guess, with my queer identity, it for me it fluctuates. One day I could feel more mask, one day I could feel more femme, mm-hmm. and so I don't really like to label myself in that mm. context and also I do date I do date everyone I think I'm being more selective with certain types of people I date but I am open to it all for those ladies who are listening hit me up in my dms yes <laughs> I was gonna say are your dms open for our listeners my or dms what? are open only just because <laughs> I like meeting people like I'm still talking to like tbaby28 Hopefully, yes. in uh, <laughs> so your DMs are closed to anybody who's watched the help in the past four months. That's yes. correct. Okay, great. Sorry, next time, maybe next year, try again. Uh, <laughs> got an application. Think about what you've done. What do you love most about dating? I love meeting people, I love hearing people's stories, I love seeing if they their growth, I love sharing that experience of the world together. I feel like I'm being interviewed on a like pageant, (laughs) Miss America pageant. What describes your perfect date? Miss Stem USA. No, labels. (laughs) I'm not labeling you. Um, It's fine. It's fine. Melody, I forgive you. I said Miss too. That's so dumb. Misses. Would you want to get married ultimately? Yeah. Do you fantasize about a wedding? I don't know. It's like a lot of work. You know. What did? What kind of wedding did you have? So my first wedding was a traditional type wedding it was like in Salem Massachusetts it was like a maybe 115 people or so but we had a wedding planner and and all that my second and final marriage uh, final (laughs) not current yeah (laughs) not latest Uh, it's the last one (laughs) we eloped and it was the best thing ever and we we eloped in a way that it felt very special and it was in the desert of New Mexico and we had like a, a first dance and there was a, a photographer oh, and a ceremony and cake and like dinner and, and all of those things except it was just the two of us and 
like the photographers, the woman who did my hair and the guy who married us. And it felt like so intimate and beautiful and wonderful. And I would recommend it to anybody who wants something to just truly be about them and about the love and the couple and without having the stress of everything else. It it was perfect. Wow. That sold. Yeah. (laughs) Marriage. That makes me optimistic because I think that's something I'm interested in. I've asked this girl I'm talking to to marry me like 30 times and she has said yes twice, but you know, we're we're on a roll. (laughs) But also I ask everybody. Is that part of your flirting style? Depends. How, how much I'm I like try, them. I'm trying yeah. to get for one one for our listeners. I, I want to know: Do you have like go to moves, like greatest hits that that you go to? <laughs> greatest hits. Um, <laughs> what are your passions? Mm. Mm. I melted. That's a. That's. I know. It's like you think. Here's here's the thing behind this question. That's an important one. Yeah. It also shows that. Oh look, I care about more than just who you are aesthetically. I care about you. Yes. And I kind of doing that voice too, like. It's more of a like, I'm actually interested in a person. I think that's what it is. I'm interested in their lives. What do you want to do? What are your dreams? What are your goals? What are your passions? Tell me all about this. And they just open up. Yeah. Bam. You know, Boom. their heart opens up and their legs. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> 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 I, yeah. I, do you have rules like after X amount of dates or do you just feel it out? Like sleeping. Oh. Like I the sex. <laughs> just say it, Melody. Like the sex part. Oh. Uh, oh, the bumping uglies. Bumping. Oh God! I think <laughs> our uglies worst. are beautiful. Oh wow! Give me a fucking no. Um, <laughs> honestly, believe it or not, I don't really hook up a lot. <laughs> you guys are definitely not believing it. I don't believe it. I'm trying to think. <laughs> One time I dated this girl, and she said, "I just don't think we are sexually compatible," and we'd never had sex. <laughs> Sorry. And I think about this all the time. It's like, hmm. I would think about that forever. We dated for like three <laughs> months. Oh, wow. I know. And we made out. And I was like, okay, what is it? Is it like the kissing? And she was like, yeah. I kind of show you how I like. And I was like, yeah, of course. And we did it. And so like after their date, and it was fine. She's like, yeah, good. This is how I was like, cool, 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 cool. So immediately after our date, I booked... <laughs> two, three dates that week. <laughs> and I would ask them, how was the kissing? You know, uh, on a scale of one to 10, yes. I did. You do exit interviews? I did. And so <laughs> then I met with that girl again and we kissed and she was like, oh, have you been practicing? And I'm, <laughs> deep down, I'm like, yes. <laughs> and I realized it was the person. It wasn't me. Like it made me feel inadequate for a moment because I was like, Right. I've only been told I'm a great kisser. Like what? Yeah. Um, but it's just a style. Like, so if I, if I think from that situation, I learned that, Oh, if I don't like how they kiss, let me just tell them right here. Can we try this? You know, like I'm still (laughs) scarred by that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I would be, it's just, it's just a mystery. I love that passions question because I I think that's so important in someone else because I think it shows that they're a good person to keep dating because if they can't pin down anything that they're passionate about that spells trouble because that means that they're looking for you or somebody else to fill that for for them and that be their passion yeah and that's unhealthy you know 100 like i i want a partner where we're both passionate on our own like things yeah and then able to like 
come together like when like we both have space when we need it you know like for our crafts and I think that's something I valued in my last relationship is that I still did me like I still did comedy and I still went out and hung out with my friends and it made me feel oh like I don't have to have a relationship where they're the priority like it's all about them because it's like my life too I just made it about them so then if you break up that's when you get more devastated because you made your life about this person as opposed to yourself. Yep. <laughs> Definitely learned that. You are killing it. <laughs> Definitely learned that the hard way. Did you have to learn that the hard way? or? Um. Yeah. 2015, I had this... Ugh. I dated this girl when I was like 25. She was 27. I was like, this is my first like real kind of relationship. <sighs> I'm telling us on the pod, fuck it. Um. So yes. we broke up because I had cried i had one single tear um during sex and the reason why i cried was because she only made me come once and we had been together for like seven months and i just felt so guilty so i was like every time i try to show her this is what i like you know she would just get like angry and like mm, mm. i'm like oh, okay you so did you cry out of frustration i cried yes because i had faked it this whole time for seven <gasps> months just like Oh, ah, I did it. Oh, man. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so as soon as she, like, this one tear comes down or whatever, I was just like, because I was just like, ah, ah. she immediately goes to the bathroom and is cold to me. So as a very intuitive, honestly, as a great girlfriend, I had planned days for us to do. Like, we went to Griffith Observatory. We went hiking. We did, like, a whole thing of ramen. We went to a show. I did a whole day like that. And it was her turn. So she's like, let's just go to the Grove and go see the last Hunger Games movie. I was like, okay, whatever. So go to the Grove. Which is, like, a plaza, like, an outdoor mall in L.A. Yes, exactly. Generic. Yeah. Yeah. I spent all this energy. And she's like, let's go here. I was like, okay. And I think it was, like, around the holiday time. So I think they had lights. Mm -hmm. So... She's all cold and we're driving to the Grove. She like lives 40 minutes away from it. And there's a a bridge and a, the sign on it says, life's full of bumps. She looks at me and she's like, yeah, it is, huh? And I'm like, oh, what's happening? <laughs> so we get all the way to the Grove, the top of the roof parking lot of the Grove. And I just look at her. I was like, you're going to break up with me. And she's like, Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I did my best Viola Deva performance. Like, I cried so much, so much snot. I cried so much, my contact came out. And oh, my God. You know, when you cry, like, you you have no, you, you it was dry. So yeah. she was like, oh, just spit in your hand and put the contact back in your eye. And when you are crying that much, your spit isn't just spit. It's just like one long string it's- of. It's nasty, right? It's mucus, right? Mm -hmm. So I spit in my hand, sort of, like getting it off. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Put my contact in here and I put it back in my eye. And I was like, definitely have HPV, uh, hepatitis. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so we go watch the movie. After we're broken up. I was going to say, why bother putting the contact back in? But yeah, you had to see a movie. (laughs) We had to see a movie. And I just, as one last ditch effort i just like want to like hold her hand and she just takes it away she's like no no and so after the movie ended it was i guess for some reason the season finale of dancing with the stars so shaka khan is out there i'm every woman <laughs> yes 
And I'm just like, what is happening? I'm like being broken up with and I'm watching a finale of Dancing with the Stars of the Grove. What? And then we leave. And then on the way back, I just do my performance again. I just cry. <sighs> tears, tears, tears. And that was that. Like barely talked to her. She was a horrible girlfriend. It was drama. Um, I hope she listens to this. Yeah. Bitch. Yeah, I was gonna say you're just saying this in hopes that she listens. But mostly. Yeah. So long story short, what was the point of that story? I forgot why. Passions? Passions. <laughs> One of your passions is coming. And <laughs> and that wasn't in the relationship. There happening. we go. Bring it all back to now. So I hope you guys enjoyed that story. That was very, you know, vulnerable for me to share. Thank um, you. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, what's something that somebody can do on the first date that would guarantee they don't get a second date? Mm. Other than bring up the help. <laughs> like, if they don't give me any sort of vulnerability. Because mm. if you think about it, like, that's, if I'm asking you, like, what are your passions? You're like, oh, nothing much. I just like watching TV. I'm like, okay, this is boring. Um, but, like, <laughs> if they're really, like, deep down searching within their soul. Like, when I was younger, I really loved painting. But then, you know, my mom told me no never again you know like shit like that like i want to hear more interesting like i want to know you yeah i think you want them to be present yeah and like just you know not checked out exactly the thing is though i can have that it's just like sometimes it doesn't work out like chemistry was like i liked a person i think but i realized i just didn't feel a chemistry and i felt bad and that's the thing i I can't feel bad for not having that with everybody yeah how do you let them down yeah it's hard breaking hearts um i've done it a few times um you're so good at starting things off are you good at (laughs) breaking off i know (laughs) should i read you one yeah yes please okay so i said hey always start with a hey period exclamation point oh (laughs) hey twist hey we're done. (laughs) (laughs) Hope you're doing well in this hot muggy weather. I'm going to paraphrase. I just want to be transparent and clear, but I kind of got sweet with someone else and been trying to explore that. I really did have a great time with you and I would still love to be friends if you're interested in that. And I said some other stuff, but mostly this was because I did want to explore this thing with T-Baby 28. Yeah, T-Baby coming out on top. (laughs) Yes. So yeah, again, communicative, open. Yeah, it's Easier to do the uncomfortable thing now as opposed to like dragging it out. Yes. And I'm sure people appreciate that too. Like at first it always, like any type of rejection always stings. But Mm -hmm. whenever there's something uncomfortable, like 10 out of 10 times, it's best to address it before Mm -hmm. it builds or it only gets more uncomfortable to bring up later. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. To wrap up, could we have Alicia just give some quick advice to all the listeners who are trying to get out there. Honestly, do what makes you uncomfortable. Yes. Ooh. Yeah, good uncomfortable, not like... Rip some Band-Aids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we do get a lot of listeners who say, oh, I'm not a small talk person or I'm not the kind of person who can just go to a bar and talk to somebody. And I feel like that's the good uncomfortable that you need to mm-hmm. do. Get, get out of that. Become that Because once you keep doing it, you will get more comfortable. Yeah. You know? True. Practice makes perfect. I will say, like, I will give dating advice if you jump in my DMs. Perfect. Wow. I hope you don't regret that because our listeners... Oh, yeah, they're... (laughs) 
they right. might really come at you with a lot of they questions. They love communication too, we'll yes. say. <laughs> we love them. We love them so much, but they're you are the the sage of of dating now, officially on mm-hmm. this. You come. have the dating episode of Diking Out. So now people are gonna be coming to you with advice. Lord knows it's yeah, anything great. better than what I could give. So <laughs> come, my ladies. Come, come, my ladies. Yes. <laughs> Something I wasn't doing in my first relationship. Hey, bitter I'm sorry. Cry about it. <laughs> cool. Oh, man. Alicia, thank you so much for coming on the pod today. Thank you, friend. Where can people find you on social media? Alicia.brown. That's A L Y S I A dot Brown. Um, Twitter, Alicia Brown, but Brown is with a zero. Um, I'm creative <laughs> yeah. and having a podcast come out Ooh. in hopefully September or October. You can follow me for more details. It's called Tampon Rock. It's a queer black podcast about two queer, one black, one white person. <laughs> Lesbians. So you're given a story. It's scripted, it's right? Scripted. It's a scripted podcast. Yeah, it's fine. Like it's it has music elements to it. It's not a musical, but it's you know I'm you'll hear my voice and shit. So perfect. Follow Alicia yeah. to stay in the loop, ready for when that drops. Yeah, put it yes. put it in your awesome. calendar. September, hopefully. Or October. We, we don't know. Yeah. Well, okay, maybe Sometime. maybe just follow Alicia then. Just follow me. Just follow her. <laughs> you're gonna want to anyway. Well, that all sounded like a lot of fun, but I'm still glad I'm married and never have to date again. <laughs> I'm not built for it. Yeah, I'm not I'm not built for it. But, uh, you know, best of luck to Alicia. And it sounds like she's looking forward to the day where she's married and doesn't have to date again, even though she's so she's so good at yeah. it. It seems like like a waste. But maybe it's a baton she passes on to someone else. Maybe she passes on to a listener at our new highest tier on our Patreon uh, who we will advertise to, again, tens of thousands. You really did work in sales, didn't you? Of people. I did work in sales. <laughs> okay, let's get to our listener question. Okay. This week's listener question. I've been struggling with my sexuality for about two years now. I'm wondering if I am bisexual since girls are beautiful. I usually feel a deeper emotional connection to them. I've had sex dreams, parentheses, one third of all my sex dreams involving another woman. I'm not worried about what my friends would say. They'd be completely fine. I just don't want to quote unquote come out. And then it turns out that I'm actually straight since that seems to be something some women do. Not on purpose. (laughs) Since queerness in women is fetishized, et cetera. And the last thing I would want to do is jump on that train. I know that I should be okay with not being 100% certain, but I'm not and I feel weird about it. I just can't try it out since I've never been someone to make out with anybody I don't know and don't have romantic feelings for. Hmm. Well, listener, I will say that you are not in a unique position and this is something a lot of people question when they're wondering about their sexuality. I will say what you said about saying girls are beautiful. I usually feel a deeper emotional connection to them. And I've had sex dreams involving another woman that describes all women I know, no matter what their sexuality (laughs) is. Right. Like these, these are universal truths. Like sometimes I have sex dreams about men. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Melody is a bisexual. Yeah. I'm a bike. I have straight friends who exclusively watch lesbian porn have no desire to be with a woman. They just, you know, admit for the same reasons. Women are beautiful. They connect to it more. Doesn't necessarily mean that they're gay. 
So I don't know what it's like to be bisexual, but I will say how I knew that I was gay was the difference between how I felt about men. My crushes on men were very forced and performative. It was just something my friends were doing, but like I never understood why they were so obsessed. I never understood why they were so like giddy about it, why it just seemed like the most important thing in the world. And like, especially for, you know, mediocre dudes in middle school and high school who- Okay, Carolyn, stay- (laughs) (laughs) Stay focused, yes. Okay. You're diking out hard. (laughs) I know. And then the first time that I had a, a crush on a woman, it was like, I understood like, this is what they're all feeling. This must be it. You know, like my stomach doing flip flops, not subconscious dreams, just like hardcore spending like 10 hours a day fantasizing about being with women, uh, (laughs) just like obsessed about it. So that was how I knew I was gay. And then I don't know. I feel like if you're bisexual, then you you feel that way yeah. towards either men and women or or all genders. This is how I always felt until I found out about the Kinsey scale, and then I just let out a big exhale. It is a spectrum. Yeah. And yeah, I've talked about this before, but I thought I was exclusively gay. Like, I thought I was a lesbian and then had these same feelings about men and had to explore that. Yeah. I have the same giddy feelings for everyone that I've dated. You, you're probably bi. (laughs) You're probably not, you're probably fall somewhere on this spectrum. It's just a matter of figuring out where on it, if it's that important. And there's no rush. I'm still trying to figure it out. And I also like that you don't want to, you know, rush into like a relationship with with a woman when you're not sure and just leave another lesbian like frustrated and being like ah those bisexuals you know like and that's not bisexual I'm not shaming any bisexuals who have been sexuality is like very confusing and everybody's just trying to do their best here okay so there there is no shaming but there are other women who are in your position who are probably thinking the same thing. So if you can find another woman who's who's curious yeah. and who wants to feel this out and that you can be honest with and create like this safe space and go into it knowing that, you know, you might discover that, that you're mostly straight or you might discover of like, oh my God, th- this is like just as great as the other things. Yep. So that's my advice is try to find somebody who's in the same boat as you and, and go for it. And then if it, if it doesn't work then you know, then, then, you know, that, that's what Allie did. She just recently reconnected with an old fling and they reminisced about how they were both in the same boat and figuring it out together and how important that was for them. I think that's a great idea to find someone who's kind of in that same boat as you. That's great. Well, best of luck, listener. And thank you so much for listening to Diking Out and writing in. That is awesome. We love curious ladies listening to (laughs) us. and (laughs) We love everybody listening to us. Keep listening to us. Tell a friend about Diking Out. If you have a question, you can send it to dikingout at gmail.com. If you are a Patreon supporter, you get priority in our long line of questions or you can go to wizio.com w-i-s-i-o.com slash checking out for more specific questions with personalized video answers that are private from me and Melody. That's it for the podcast this week. We have so many exciting guests coming up. I can't wait. We just scheduled like five interviews. Powerhouses. And 
just, it's going to be nuts. So uh, thanks for diking out with us this week. You can follow us at diking out on all social media handles. You can follow me and see my anniversary picture at TGI Carolyn. You can follow me at Melody Kamali. And we'll dike out with you next week. Bye. Wander with us into a world of magic. Do you lack magic? Ever since I was born, I could hear the spirits of the other world. Where old stories take on a new life. If you break even one of these conditions, the consequence is death. And the world is teeming with possibilities. It's midnight, girls! They're here! Get ready to change! Well, for the last time, we're not kissing, Fritz! Join Jenny and Madeline in this fantastical audio drama as they journey into the stories you grew up with as you've never heard them before. You are no more than a demon! Okay, Gown. Let's do this. And reinvent fairy tales with a feminist twist. Ready for your next adventure? Then we'll see you soon in the forest of feminist fairy tales.